Wow, amazing. Okay, wonderful. Well, we're going to make a start because we've already, uh, I've wasted a little bit of your time, but it's great to see you all guys um, this afternoon. Um, if you don't know me, my name's Suze, uh, Susie, and I head up all things uh, DTI and also one of the, the associate pastors at Trent Vineyard in nottingham so zeke do you want to introduce yourself as well or did you do that while i wasn't there i did i didn't i didn't say exactly I'm, guys i'm zeke uh i'm i'm part of the senior team i head up the youth network within the vineyard uh with all that we do and um based in uh, vineyard 61 based in london southwest london brilliant well as you can see we're absolute professionals so nothing else is going to go wrong this afternoon um but yeah we'd love you to interact with us in the chat so feel free just to um keep commenting let us know where you're from if you've just joined but this seminar is all about developing tomorrow's leaders and um, so what's going to happen is i'm going to do like a really quick roundup now with some information some updates and then zeke's going to speak for about 15 minutes after which we're going to have a q a with our expert panel of youth leaders and uh, so you're going to have the opportunity to ask any questions you'd like to on that subject of developing tomorrow's leaders um, if you want to ask more general youth questions, then you can definitely do that as well. But we will be prioritising the ones about developing leaders. But if we get time to ask, answer the other ones, we will as well. So you might be here and thinking, what on earth is DTI? Never heard of it before. Well, it stands for Dreaming the Impossible. And um, if you want to know anything more about that, you can head to our website, which is dreamingtheimpossible.org. So just a few little updates and uh, resources for you. The first thing is some of you will be asking, What's the summer festival going to look like this year? And um, as we said, when we met in the summer and when we met at Christmas, um, we're not quite sure uh, we're still landing on that. But when we do know, we'll, we'll let you know uh, via our website and via our social media channels as well. Um, but under the banner of DTI is also the youth network, which Zeke heads up. And um, a clear emphasis for us for this year is investing in you amazing people, the heroes of youth ministry, youth leaders, and um, we want to do our absolute best to resource you and to support you as you serve young people, like whether that's in a paid capacity or it's in a volunteer capacity. Uh, so all the information of everything that's going on, as I said, is on the website. But we've recently start, started something called the Youth Leaders Lounge. We have youth leaders gatherings. There's a youth leaders resource library on there now. There's loads of resources that, you, that will help you to run an amazing youth ministry. Uh, we've appointed regional leaders um, right across the UK and Ireland. Uh, that's really to help facilitate relationships and one day we hope to be back together again doing a physical gathering uh, as well but if you're looking in thinking i would love to connect a little bit more um, with that network then the email address for you is hello at dreamingtheimpossible.org and you can get in touch with us <clears throat> but before i hand over to zeke um i just wanted to take a moment just i just felt like it was really right just to encourage you guys um because I've been involved in youth ministry now for a whole bunch of years, and um, it's always felt like a roller coaster. Uh, it has its ups and its downs, and its downs. But I think in the midst of this season, in the midst of this COVID season, never has it been so hard to lead a youth ministry or to lead in a youth ministry. It's um, it's a little bit like uh, if you've ever been to Alton Towers. Um, you, you go on Oblivion and Air and Nemesis, but it's like you're on them all at the same time and you can't get off. And, uh, you know, there's challenges of uh, not being able to see young people uh, physically, challenges of young people that you love and somehow you haven't seen them for months and months. Youth work and COVID guidance changing all the time. Uh, you've had to turn into a TV presenter overnight and become a Zoom expert and now a hop-in expert as well. Uh, you've pivoted so much that the word pivot, you just never want to hear it ever again. And that's all on top of whatever you've got going on in your, your work, your social life, your family life as well. So I want to encourage you with this, and, and it's this, that as you serve Jesus, as you serve the young people that he so dearly loves, that he sees it, and that nothing in the kingdom is wasted. And so every Zoom call that you've been on with young people, with your team, uh, every email you've sent, every text you've sent encouraging them, every doorstep visit, every prayer you've prayed, every, you know, every time you spent recording yourself and then re-recording yourself and then re-recording yourself because it didn't go very well. You know, Jesus has seen it all. And I really believe that there'll be youth, that there'll be young people who look back on their teenage years and years to come. And they will look back on it as being such a challenging period of their life, this COVID season 
I think they'll look back and they'll be grateful for their youth leaders, for, for you guys who, who love them enough, love the Lord enough to, to, to keep showing up, to, to keep persevering. Um, and so let me encourage you with some words from scriptures as you do your best to, to love and to serve the next generation. From uh, Zephaniah 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. And so, God, we thank you that you are for us. We thank you for the amazing privilege that it is to serve you and to serve your young people. And so I pray that as we as we look this afternoon at what it looks like to, to develop leaders, Lord, I pray that you'd inspire us, you'd challenge us, and that we would leave here having having met and encountered with you. Amen. Zeke, over to you, my friend. Amen. Thanks, Suze. That was great. And so, guys, developing tomorrow's leaders, right? Well, here's a great quote by Andy Stanley, an author, preacher, communicator. He's written a couple of books as well. He says, your greatest accomplishment may not be something you do, but someone you raise. I love that. Let me say that again. Your greatest accomplishment may not be something you do, but something someone you raise. I believe if we're going to raise and develop the next generation of young leaders that we serve, we never, we should never forget um, why we do what we do. So recall the promises of God on your life and what got you to this point. And I love, if ever I feel discouraged, I've got this passage. It's a go-to passage in the Bible for me. If I, I'm ever losing hope over, over can I share the message with the next generation, all that kind of stuff. It's found in, in Psalm 145, verse 4. And I love this because it's basically just David praising God, bigging up God, making, push, lifting him high. And he says, one generation commends of your work to another. They tell of your mighty acts. And it's kind of, that's, that's the, the bedrock of, of discipleship and of, of family environment. And that's what we want to create in our youth ministries. I truly believe whether you're aware of it or not, um, that, you're, that the environments that young people are, are with you in, uh, whether it's Zoom, social media, socially distanced, or when we actually met in person, remember those days when we actually physically saw young people, they're, they're being shaped in those environments. And so here's five things. Um, it's not a conclusive list, but it will help you on your journey. It will help you thinking as a youth leader, maybe senior pastor, thinking about how we can invest in young people what what in the environments we create and how they uh, develop young leaders. So they all start with C. So five C's for you to make it easy and memorable. The first one's calling. Uh, youth ministries are environments where young people hear the calling of God on their life. And that's like two, two, twofold, right? The calling of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, where Jesus, when he was on the earth, he said, hey, come follow me. And that's where young people, I believe that our youth ministries are environments where young people hear sometimes for the first time. For me, uh, growing up in kids' church and then youth ministry, it was the first time I heard the gospel. It's the first time I heard the good news. And we have this, we have this opportunity to give young people an opportunity to respond to the gospel. So let's not be youth pastors who wait for, for DTI or the big moments and gatherings. Let's create those opportunities on the along the way in our youth ministries. It could be a Monday night. It could be a Sunday morning. Who knows? But in asking young people, where are you at with God? And do you, do you know the gospel? And do you want to follow Jesus? The other one is the calling where young people realize the call of God on their lives, where they realize they were uniquely made by God with a unique contribution to make in his kingdom. And lockdown doesn't have to put a pause on this. And it might be that young people in your youth ministry or that you are discipling have, have kind of, they've already articulated that they feel called to lead. They actually feel called to be a young leader. Or maybe it's you see that in them and you can see that the, the, there's something on their life. And, and as you give them responsibility, it will develop them and grow. Uh, I know before I was a youth worker, my youth leader said to me, Zeke, I could see you being a youth pastor and making an impact on this church and on the town. And sure enough, his words were prophetic to me. And we get that opportunity. What a privilege 
that we get to encourage young people in the youth ministries we lead. Both, both, uh, both times when I've been youth pastors in, in, ver- in two roles, I've had the opportunity to encourage those up-and-coming young leaders that eventually took on the baton from me and became the youth pastors. So just some questions for you to ponder, maybe you want to write down. Who are the young leaders in your care that you, you could be investing in right now? Maybe you, you want to take some time in a minute to later on to work out who they are. And what are the unique skills you see in those young leaders? And hey, have you ever told them and called them out in them lately? Youth ministries are environments where young people receive the calling of God on their life. Also, they're environments where they, they, their character is developed. The second C is character. And the key when it comes to developing tomorrow's leaders is character. Young, a young person could have 4,000 followers on Instagram. They could be able to do an incredible, uh, they could be amazing at public speaking and preaching, super creative, a natural leader that all the young people in the youth ministry want to follow. But if their character sucks or if it's, if it will hold them back, if their character is not, is not developing and growing, it'll hold them back. And we see that in leaders even today. Look on the global scale, leaders that have fallen because their character was not up to, up to standard, up to the call of God on their lives. We mustn't be, be fooled by the metrics of followers that are a sign of a great leader in today's culture. Um, influence is so important but it but it but gifting gifting and charisma will take a person so far but it's character that will keep them on the journey and character that will keep them as young leaders that will develop i'm convinced god is way more interested in our character than in all our accomplishments not not um all young people i want to say this to you guys don't feel the pressure because you're a youth leader to say that every young person in your youth ministry is a leader the fact of the matter is we're not all leaders, but God calls some. But we are called to make disciples of all of the young people in our care. Jesus is, is clear about that in Matthew 28. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, and you know the rest. But he says also, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. This is where it gets hard, my friends. The teaching part, the discipleship part, it's difficult. Over the years, I've had the privilege of working with some amazing young leaders and it's often, it wasn't their gifts and skills I needed to talk to them about. It was the challenging conversations I need to have about their character. I remember a young worship leader, incredibly gifted, natural gift in charisma, but would often turn up to rehearsals and practice late, would always be on their phone, even in times of prayer as a worship team. Um, I know I, I was involved in worship. Can you believe it? I can sing. But um but in these key moments, this, this young person was just checking out. And then they would ask, you know, why haven't I been asked to lead worship on a Sunday? And um, I remember sitting down with them and saying, to having to talk about their character and, and emphasize the fact that the goal of Christian, of a worship leader is not to be, to hit the stage. The goal is to become more and more like Christ and be a person who ushers in his presence. That was a, a pivotal important conversation or or moments when you've 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 encouraged a young leader to to speak or to to share or to lead a life group and then you see on instagram or over the weekend that they did a load of stuff that compromised them and compromised and undermined the message they were living to share and, and seek seeking to live and it's those conversations that we need to have and should never shy away from see you see what a privilege we have to model godly character leader that I'm speaking to right now. Never neglect and never um, underestimate the strength of your own integrity and witness and character as a leader. Young people are watching you. Young leaders are, are, are watching. They're, they're learning from you. So here's a good question. Is there a critical conversation that you need to have with a young leader today? And have you been that you've been maybe avoiding? The third thing, I'm moving quickly, but is contagious. Youth ministries are environments that are contagious. Our youth ministries are meant to be places where, that are highly contagious, where young people catch something. They don't catch a cold or COVID, hopefully not. They catch the call of God on their lives. And if we want to develop tomorrow's leaders, we need to develop them with, them, with values, based on biblical principles that we find. 
and, and, and shape them in their values. I remember, remember that things, that the things of God are often caught, not always taught. You know, young people catch things and environments where we proclaim the truth and we demonstrate the truth, proclamation, demonstration, we do it, we talk about it, then we do it. Uh, so if, you, if you've got a high value for the Bible, for example, we don't just have it on the side of, of the, the youth gathering or talk about it. We actually open it up. We read it. We invite young people to comment and talk. And have, what, what is this saying to you? And we draw the truth out of the word of God and into their hearts <clears throat> and into their lives. You see, th- there's amazing opportunities to do that by, by a version, other apps that we can use, as well as the physical Bible um, and over the years, this is how I've developed young leaders, especially, you know, we're living in a, in a biblically illiterate age and we need to get the Bible open and, and show the young people how to, how to read. And also these encouraging, we're people of the word and spirit, guys. I would encourage you as much as you can to create space, whether it's on Zoom or socially distanced or even on a phone call with, with, with a young person if you've got permission, to wait on the Holy Spirit, to practice it. Don't be bothered about the awkward silences, you know, because if you just a moment of silence can create time for God to speak. And I, I, I was recently at a youth group and I was invited to speak about how God's, God speaks. And I was speaking about how he speaks through the Bible and through individuals and prophecy and, and circumstantial stuff and all that stuff. And I talked about it and I unpacked it. And then we did the stuff. We actually waited on God and we actually t- uh, created an environment where we could talk and, and have conversations. But not just that, just waiting and then modeling it myself, calling out things in the young people I sense prophetically or what, scripture and then encouraging them to do the same to one another. And it's just beautiful to see them stepping out in faith and saying, I don't really know who this for, but here's a word or here's a scripture. We must invite the Holy Spirit to invade our spaces, that, that he is the one who ultimately raises up these young people, creates, creates contagious environments. Guys, I'm convinced that contagious environments start. If you want your youth ministry to be contagious, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer is what undergirds everything we do, and it's often the thing that we neglect so here's a question. When was the last time you or even your youth team or, or you as volunteers gathered together and actually prayed for your young people by name? I'd encourage you to do that and think about how contagious environments can be created. The, the final two, celebrated. Environments where young people are celebrated. As we develop young leaders, recognize the first thing they try or do will often not be the best, right? That first preach or that first Bible study or that first time they led worship, they're a bit off, but take the time to encourage them and celebrate them. I, I know a lot of you personally, I've seen you on the court and I know how much you love and celebrate young people. And I know young people are leaving your ministries feeling like a million bucks so often. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep celebrating. I remember a young person in the a, in a, in a youth ministry I led before I took on this role, and they were only 17, and we were wondering if they, they could lead a life group. And um, it was a big step for them. They were a young leader, and I remember sitting on one of their first sessions, and it wasn't the best, but it was great for a first time, and just encouraging them and calling out. And not just that, celebrating them in front of other young people and other leaders because we celebrate what we want to replicate. Remember that. Celebrate what you want to replicate. So celebrate when a young person prays out loud, when a young leader shares a prophetic word, when they invite their mates to stuff or when they share their faith, when they pray for healing. Even if it doesn't work, celebrate it that like, like um, uh, uh, Seng said this morning, I've forgotten his first name, like he said, um, try it. Just try. We must try and we must celebrate young people. In that when, when they make godly and difficult decisions in purity or other areas, celebrate that. So in this, in the, I just want to ask, ask this question. This is a question for you. Young leaders, could which young leaders could you be celebrating in this season? And I'll finish with creativity. You know, when developing young leaders, remember that they will have dreams and visions and projects and ways of reaching their peers 
that we won't have thought of. They're the, they're the natives in this world. The Gen Z is called, they're digital natives. They know how to get around Instagram and, and, and the internet and everything. And they know how to speak the language of their peers. And so let's take risks on young people's creativity. Let's not be quick to shut down ideas and, and let them try stuff. And in the midst of their creativity, we can, we can see young people flourish. We've seen it using our own platform with DTI. We've encouraged young people to do thoughts for the day and, and different stuff where they're actually really stepping out. And, and these are opportunities for them to grow and develop as young leaders and, and communicate in creative and effective ways. Guys, we know that you're a creative bunch. We've seen and heard stories of you doing all sorts, whether it's you, you engaging your young people in using you version of the Bible app, online gaming and evangelism, starting new life groups, Bible studies, YouTube channels, Insta lives, releasing some of your young leaders. We had it, we've had it multiple young people that are connected with us and some of your churches that have started their own Instagram accounts. And they're actually sharing the gospel every day for like, over a hundred days, praying, stepping out, like youth, youth alphas, young people coming to faith. Zoom is like getting used for everything. Um, escape rooms, socials, pictionary, quizzes, family bingos, mafia, all sorts. And we've also heard young people doing social action stuff, praying for the sick, food banks, um, litter picks, all that kind of stuff. Guys, it's, it's amazing what you, you're up to. And we commend you and we bless you and we encourage you, youth leader, church leader, volunteer and friends. I want to say in your lowest moments, and you will have some, take heart, never neglect God as who God has entrusted you with. Whether it's two young people or 200, they are a gift to you. So please remember your greatest accomplishment will not off, will probably not, it won't be something you've done. It will be someone you raise. And so I just want to take a moment. Uh, I hope that encourages you guys. I want to take a moment just of stillness. And what we're going to do, maybe where you are, um, uh, just, just hold out your hand and at your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready for you to speak to me. And just wait for him to, to we, we just, I just want to give you a moment to wait. Lord, who are those young people you want to speak to, you want us to raise up right now. Let's just wait a moment, then I'll get Susie back on and the guys. Come Holy Spirit, speak to us about those individual young people. Yeah. Amen. Suze, why don't you jump back on and we're going to be joined with the panel as well. That was much more successful that time. Brilliant. Um, Zeke, that was amazing. And um, I just love that quote. The quote from Andy Stanley is so powerful. Like the greatest thing might not be something you do, but somebody you raise. And um, for me, it's certainly been looking back over the years of being involved in children's and youth ministry. It's just seeing young people who, who I've had a small part sometimes in just investing in, seeing them flourish as, 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 as teenagers, as, as adults. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, so we're going to move on to the panel now. So if you guys want to uh, attempt to join, this would be amazing. And um, guys, you can see there's a whole bunch of you watching. If you've got questions about developing tomorrow's leaders, no matter how big or small, small they might be, do pop them in the chat because we'd love to like answer questions um, to sort of scratch where, where you're itching, for want of a better phrase. Um, so we're just waiting for Aaron and Lara as well. So Lara, if you can try and make your way in. But um, whilst waiting for Lara, uh, Lynn, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Lynn and I'm the youth pastor at Belfast City Vineyard and also involved um, helping coordinate stuff for the Irish region for Vineyard Churches. And it's great to have you with us, Lynn. And we love the headset as well. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Bex, why do you say hello? I'm Bex. I am from Castles Vineyard in Aberdeen, and I volunteer as a youth leader, and then I work a day as a youth administrator there as well. Brilliant! And you've just disappeared, but it's great that you're with us as well. Aaron, why don't you say hello? Hey, I'm Aaron, and I am a youth pastor in Birmingham, and I also help 
Susan Zeke with DTI stuff as well. Brilliant. And Lara, you've made it in now. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you want to say hello? Um, yeah, so I'm Lara. I'm currently the intern for DTI and I'm a volunteer youth worker at Coastland Vineyard in Bournemouth. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Bex, I don't know if there's anything you can do to get your picture back, um, but maybe maybe there is. But um, Aaron, we've been talking quite a lot, Zeke's been talking a lot about uh, developing tomorrow's leaders. And you've been in youth ministry now, I mean, how many years? Uh, getting on 20 years now, yeah. Getting on 20 years. I, mean, I didn't realise you were that old, but... <laughs> yeah, so I know. Getting on 20 years. And um, tell us, tell us, like, some of the things that you've done to facilitate environments to really grow and develop young leaders. Yeah, I think the first thing, and, and Zeke kind of mentioned this in his in his talk, is actually like talking to young people, you know, um, seeing what it is that uh, that is going to help them flourish. What is it that they they feel like God's calling them into as well? Uh, you know, how can we facilitate that in in the environments that we've got? So, a couple of examples quickly. Um, before lockdown, we have some young people who are involved in the worship band, and one of the ways that we try to develop them not just in their gifting uh, with either singing or playing an instrument but also in their whole kind of um, relationship with Jesus and leadership was to partner them up, partner them up with members of the of the the worship team at church and get them to do kind of some one-to-one -one stuff uh, both um, learning the instruments or helping them develop in their singing but also uh, in their walks with Jesus and then the other just on another extreme because it's not always about leadership within church um we've got five young people who are massively passionate about social justice stuff and felt really cool to this and so we partnered with tier fund to help them be part of this uh, youth justice panel for birmingham and as a result of that they actually helped uh the church in the way that we dealt with our environmental impacts as a church so they went to the board of trustees they introduced recycling in in the church and um and then also helped us they, they basically planned and delivered our massive summer bash that we do each year uh with the whole thing around reuse reduce recycle uh, including filling a, a paddling pool full of all the the kind of cardboard and plastic waste from the church in the previous six weeks uh with a game involving kind of trying to find a turtle within all of this rubbish that was in this uh this paddling pool really good uh, and they planned and delivered the whole thing and so you know while it's been challenging in this time we're still in the space of trying to ask young people you know how can we help you how can we facilitate what god's doing in your life so just a couple of quick examples there that's great aaron thank yeah thanks so much and then did all the waste did it fit in that paddling pool uh yeah yeah there was a lot of it which was all recycled as much as possible afterwards. Just love that, love so. that. And going to, to you and then uh, Lara and then on to Bex in a moment, uh, you guys were both developed as um, young people by youth leaders. Like, what are some of the things that, that or some of the ways that you were developed that you would um, you'd want to say, this thing was really helpful for me as I've grown and developed as a leader? Um, so for me, I never had like a youth group when I was growing up, but the first time I guess I was grown as a youth leader was when I was part of a youth team um, I was 18 years old a student and I think the best thing for me was calling out giftings or talents or passions that I had and then giving me responsibility and letting me go run wild with it and and just like loosely supervising or giving me guidance so an example of that was with dance for some of the girls at the um, in the youth group we were just like Every week we'd make up a few little dance moves and then when it came to detail, we were allowed to be part of the, the talent competition and then off of the back of that um, we created like a dance group together which happened every two weeks but that was like something that I was passionate about that I was able to run with them over which we then took together and I was like empowered as a leader to be able to run up the door. Um, also with the Instagram as well, I was able to, to do stuff there and empowered with my media skills. Oh, oh amazing. Thank you. That was so good to hear, Laura. And now Laura's putting her skills on into the DTI social media and absolutely killing it on there. Hey, Bex, what about you, friend? Yeah, I'm so blessed with just amazing youth leaders who weren't afraid to take a chance on me. So before I left school, I had led groups, I'd given talks and like, they just weren't afraid to take that chance as well as that they also made sure I wasn't walking with a limp um, and sometimes that meant things like prayer ministry or just 
having those hard conversations but that not being excluding me from ministry but that being like a full package of like we see this potential we want to call it out on you but also there's a bunch of things that we can help facilitate and bring Jesus into to make you more whole and faster. That's brilliant. I was just thinking that um, yeah, I grew up in a youth ministry as well. And um, although I knew and loved Jesus when I was about, um, I don't know how old it was, maybe 16, 17. I was, I was A-level, so that kind of age. And I really, my lifestyle was like all over the place. And my youth leader, when I look back, I'm so grateful because she loved me enough to really call me out on it. And um, I remember this one time, this wouldn't happen in these days because of the because of the regulations, but I went around to her house for dinner and she and her husband said to me, I'm not staying to hear this. And I thought, oh gosh, what's going on? And, um, and she said to me, she said, Susie, you, you, I believe that there's a call in your life, but yet you're saying things that are coming out of your mouth, but you're not living it out and, um, and it needs to change. And, um, and I was just like, wow, I was so taken aback in the moment, but so grateful that somebody was willing to to call me out on it and actually she didn't just call me out on it in, the, in those moments she was actually took me on a journey over the next couple of years of helping with my timetabling asking me how much was I drinking how much was I doing stuff I knew wasn't good for me and how much time was I spending um really actually investing in my relationship with God and when I look back it's so foundational to just to who I am you know as as, as a leader now I'm really really grateful for it um so another question, Lynn, I reckon we should start with you because uh, we haven't asked you anything yet, but <laughs> is there a process, like you're, you're a youth pastor doing some amazing stuff in Belfast, and um, is there a process that you go through with young people um, when they start to emerge as leaders? Um, so basically for us, quite simply, we keep it really basic and simple. Um, I heard a quote this week, um, which was connection is king and content is queen. And so actually for us, whenever we're developing young leaders, it's about regularly connecting with them, walking alongside them and just supporting them in that um, and providing them as Bex and other people have said on the panel of um, like giving them opportunities and actually helping them learn like they're only going to learn whenever they whenever they mess up and fail but actually failures is whenever we get to see God really at work and we get to like grow and develop and so we provide safe spaces for them to do that and I love your story there Suze about the person who came alongside you and asked you the hard questions I guess that is what we in Belfast are trying to do um, but we keep it we, we don't have like a leadership, young leaders academy or anything like that. We just walk alongside them and go, we see this gold in you and we want to help you in that. How can we help you in that? And it's not like I am, I, yes, I'm the youth pastor, but I'm one of a wider team um, of leaders in my youth leaders team. And sometimes I'm not the best person to walk alongside them, someone else is. And so we empower our youth leaders to be able to do, be equipped for the works of service that God has blessed them in as well. But yeah, it's connection um, over content for us whenever we are looking after, are looking out for and developing our young leaders. Yeah, I love that. Others of you, you guys have got some thoughts on these. Yeah, we um, recently started a kind of scheme for our older ones called GROW. So it stands for Grounded, Open, um, which is where we would love our young people to be when they leave. And that's just been a really sweet time um, to really invest in them, to go deeper in some stuff, but also to um, have the opportunity in the space to call out a bunch of leadership. Um, and just their giftings, which has been really sweet. And similar to what Aaron said earlier as well, we've just found it so helpful to um, get them involved in the wider church and the wider church life. So whether that's being involved in kids' work or being involved in worship um, and just letting them kind of fly and flourish in wherever their giftings are. Thank you. Apparently there's a weird noise on my computer, so I'm just there. Uh, is is okay, great. I just someone's just dropped me a text. Yeah, have a great afternoon technologically. Aaron, have you got some thoughts on this, my friend? I think similar to what uh, what's already been said, really. I think we we try and create an environment where young people um, are developed uh, as leaders as a whole. We don't again, like Lim, we don't have like a leadership program necessarily, although we're we're looking at it, but um. I think it's it's finding the gold in them and kind of going with it and giving them the opportunities using 
you know the wider youth team that we have at Birmingham or um or the wider church even you know if they've got an interest in a you know particular area that they maybe feel God's calling them into for a career maybe it's you know it's it's trying to find someone in church who maybe has some skill in that about you know how do they go about doing that so one of our young people did a a summer program uh, a youth program youth Le young leaders program over the last summer and from that they actually they actually felt God speak to them about the university course that they were doing or applying to do and they changed the course completely because actually someone had given them some prophecies you know prophecies during the during the time and and it really called out of them what what they'd felt but but they felt that they needed to go down this other course but actually the result of it was they didn't do that course they chose to do a different course which is a much uh it's much more this person's kind of call on their life you know when you look at them you're like yes i can absolutely see you doing that and and so now it's about helping them to maybe pair up with someone within the church to say okay you know is there opportunities how can i grow in this is the stuff i need to know before i go to university or how can i be disciple in that way as well how do i be a jesus follower in this career that i've that i feel god's calling me into hmm. we're gonna go we're gonna come back on that then no, I just sometimes look like a goldfish. <laughs> I hope I don't close my mouth. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, I, I, love camera. I love that. No, I think, um, yeah, it's really interesting as you're talking there, Aaron. I think um, just really thinking through um, creating youth ministries that are built on relationship and built on trust. And, you know, if we're going to be in a position where as youth leaders, we're wanting to help to grow and to develop young people, then trust is so important because looking back to that situation where I personally was challenged um, it, it was only I was only able to take it because it was built out of like months and months and months years before that of trust and mm -hmm. of being believed in and of being loved and so um, I think the the balance between you know encouragement and challenge it's got to be it's got to be this way to really really encourage and um, and Zeke, one of the passions that you've got, um, certainly with with developing leaders, is about this whole thing of um, helping young people um, step into the to the stuff of the supernatural, to be naturally supernatural. How have you, um, when you've been discipling and, and and developing leaders, how have you sort of really um, encouraged that in young people? Yeah, I, well, when I was different places, I've been youth pastor. We've often, I always felt it was a bit weird to like talk about supernatural stuff but never really give an opportunity for young people to step out in it um so we would we would go different places like we we did once a trip this was years ago we did a trip to brighton and we we like intent we, we went treasure hunting we wrote we, we we just and we i would we would pair young people up with leaders that were confident and we'd just say like let's just start approaching people or if, if there's any anyone who looks like they could do with some prayer that can be risky sometimes but just unleashing unleashing young unleashing and un, <laughs> unleashing young people on the streets but also like modeling it you know like so that and it often is quite awkward so you, you're walking around and you, you're saying to young people hey well I, come with me and I'm gonna model it and um, I'm gonna pray with some young people and 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 I'm going to pray with some people, and you can get to see it, and I'll I'll bring you in on the conversation. I think um, we we saw it definitely with Coastline Youth when I was the pastor. We often we would do once a month. We would we would instead of like taking the youth out to do a session, we would actually hit the streets and we'd pray before we'd go. And we did different things, like we we gave out sweets, or we asked the miracle question, or we did all sorts of things. And I would encourage any leaders that were confident. Um, to just step out. And I, I, I never forget asking this guy once on the street. There was a, a load of young people with a couple of young people. In fact, I think I've seen Charlotte Croucher on here and I swear, Charlotte, you were actually in this. But I just went up to a guy and, hey, say, mate, if God could do a miracle in your life, what would it be? And he just literally said, take me back. And and um, do you remember that, Charlotte? Comment if you do. But he said, take me back. And, and he... And, and he just started to unload. And some of the young people there were like, whoa, that was weird. Like, that was amazing. And so I think creating environments where young people get to see you do it. And, hey, it means us trying, like, um, um, saying, what's his first name? I keep forgetting it. Jordan. 
Jordan saying, that's it, kept saying, you know, we've got to try stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'd, I'd say. There's many others. That's really helpful. So you can just, as you've been talking, this question come through on the chat and do feel free to do, do pop questions in there saying, um, how do you facilitate a prophetic word or a picture you've had of an individual without overstepping God's plans? So to do with like inviting them to know Jesus and baptism, how do you get that balance right with young people? He's going to jump in. I think you should see because you because you because that's the stuff you're talking about. So maybe maybe you can answer that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I think I think um I think it's definitely really important to talk to young people about what the prophetic looks like and and look at examples in the Bible. Look at one Corinthians thirteen four. I think it's that about you know strengthening courage and comfort and teaching that that's the value of the prophetic that it strengthens encourage and comfort people and so i think you know like we, like it's 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 inviting young people to listen in that way for god that god wants to speak in that way but i think the more you, the more you give opportunity for young people to explore these things the better and i think you know the principle of and young people find this funny no hatching matching or dispatching you know you don't need to you don't need to give a word about hey, like my mate there, he. I think God's told me that you guys are going to get married, all that kind of stuff. But I think ultimately, it's it's um asking young people, what is God saying? What simple question, like what has God been saying to you lately? What do you, what have been the coincidences? What have been what has come up in the Bible? What have you heard recently that you sense God is saying? Those kind of stuff. I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in. I think that's really helpful really helpful so sorry if anyone's listening we've got sound problems our tech guys are texting and saying we have so really sorry about that um but but i'd love to have it open the question to to the panel as to how do you um really like identify a young leader so you know if you've got a youth group of like 20 people uh, maybe maybe less than that maybe more than that um how do you know which ones to invest in uh, who might be developing these leaders and don't be polite <laughs> I think we often look for the people who have influence. Um, so normally when we're looking around youth, uh, there will be some youth in our group who other young people gravitate towards and who they want to spend time with and they want to hear more from. And that always seems like a really great indicator of actually this person is respected and they have influence and they're starting to step into that and calling and they're partnering alongside that young person and kind of seeing where that goes. Um, similar, so adding just to that, the people who we will kind of not focus on, but will initially be drawn to are the people who are helping stack the chairs at the end of a youth session, who are offering, like who are walking around with the bin, put, like putting the rubbish in the bin, who are saying thank you um, at the end. Just like little basic servant hearted stuff, which, or if they come a little bit earlier, they're coming in being like, can I get you anything? Is there anything I can do? Um, you know, so it's it's that those character things that we that immediately go, oh, hmm. let's have let, let um let's let's cultivate this. You know, there's obviously God is obviously stirring something in you, and we want to we want to work with that. You know, the influence stuff is something we look for as well. But if you're stacking chairs, you're going to get my attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say something about um. It's, it, I totally agree. Character, what Zeke said earlier. Um, so for us, or for me, I look at who who are the who are the young people that are talking to the young people who are maybe on their own or welcoming new young people. And also, I'd say like I I look at the quiet ones in the youth group as well because often they're doing stuff that you know it's behind the scenes stuff that no one else see. You know, it's it's all well and good doing stuff up front that people can see, but actually. You know, like Lynn was saying, it's the little things that you you notice as a leader, and you're like, oh, okay, there's something there that's that's different, and and actually having a conversation, particularly with the ones that maybe wouldn't necessarily come to you and say, hey, I feel like God's saying this. Sometimes you have to go to them and say, I see God doing this or in this in you, and and drawing it out of them instead. I 100% back what Aaron just said, like. I think the one-to-one -one conversation sometimes you can get a lot more from because there may be some young people who aren't as confident to always speak up 
or volunteer for things but when you speak to them and you find out what they're passionate about or maybe what they do with when they're with like people outside of the youth group they can talk about things that you see ah there is leadership in you or that's something that you're really passionate about you just need encouraging so that you can show that in this in this scenario so yeah I think one-to-one -one conversations yeah absolutely I, I mean I love the stuff about characters so much and, and uh for me, I'm not the youth pastor now, but um, when I was really looking for who is serving when no one's noticing as well, or when they think they're not being watched. And so um, particularly for me, when it comes to worship, uh, with developing worship leaders, people in the worship band, and, um, and, and you know, often they can be the people in the youth group that, that, that young people are looking to. And uh, so, so really like, look at, you know, are they engaged in worship when, when they're not leading worship? Are they showing up on time? Um, are they texting back when you're asking them a question? Are they um, showing um, sort of signs of really having a, a relationship with Jesus that's alive? Uh, really, really important as well. There's some great questions coming up here on here on the chat. So just um, on the old multitasking here. Um, but it sounds like there's a question here from Tegan that says, um, we only have younger youth at the moment, but that will grow as our kids ministry age up. Really keen to begin leadership development now looking for advice on doing that with sibling relationships and age differences Aaron I'm going to go to you on that one yeah sibling relationships that's always a classic one isn't it I would say um with the age differences I would say um even if it's just two young people who are 16 or 14 then then there is a I think there is a difference between potentially doing something with 11 to like 14s and then 15s to 18s I think you can you know you can start in different places with them and, and talk about different things so potentially um potentially doing different age things even if it's with a couple of uh a couple of people in that age group and then I think with with the sibling relationships I think it can work both ways so we've got we've got multiple siblings we've got twins multiple sets of twins in our group as well and sometimes it can work really well doing it with them together um and sometimes you might you might want to separate them so into two different groups but i think um gearing it around what they need at that age is is important i think lynn you got going to add into that no, no it's the goldfish thing again. <laughs> I'm, prob I'm probably muttering like, amen, or I agree. I'm just like actively listening. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Being yeah. a goldfish. <laughs> There's a really good question on here um, from Andy on here that says, could you speak into how to lead up, including interacting with pastors, leadership teams and the wider church about youth ministry when the classic metrics um, attendance might not be that pretty through the attendance and I know that um, all of us here have really great relationships um, with our senior pastors and so how do you guys do that how does that how does that um, relationship work Lynn why don't you kick us off with that yeah I think um, so I do I have a wonderful relationship with my my boss Andy and um, one of the things that actually has been in our DNA in Belfast City Vineyard has been that numbers tell us something but they don't tell us what necessarily what God is doing. Um, and so for us, um, we the one my favorite part of our staff meeting every Tuesday is whenever we um, when we share stories, we celebrate. Um, and just what you were saying there, Zeke, about celebrating what we want to replicate. Um, like we, we talk about the stories. So in those times, I'm able to go, do you know what? I had a conversation with a young person last week, one-on-one, -on -one, and they had this really accurate prophetic word for me. And I'm celebrating that because actually that was the first time that that young person has felt that they have heard clearly from God and they were brave and I want to celebrate that. Or um, I've heard this wonderful story about one of my young people play, um, praying for someone in their local spa shop um, and then being healed. Or we tell stories um, because actually our ministry has changed in this season. It's not about the big gatherings. It is about the little conversations. Um, we're now, we're now, our ministry is about the, whisper, the tiny whispers and that's how God spoke back in the Old Testament. You know, it's not about the big the big stuff it's about those tiny connections it's about those little whispers and celebrating um, and sharing stories is something that we have been doing um, in this season which helps encourage both it warms my heart but it also warms um, our staff team's heart to know that actually there's God is on the move even whenever we can't see 
the people um, on the seats. Um, the other thing I would say is connect with. So one of the most encouraging things that I've had is actually connecting with my Irish region. I regularly have conversations with the other vineyards um, and other local churches in my area and hearing what God is doing in their young people in their churches and hearing what's going on there. Just, oh, my word, um, is fuel for for me keeping going. So um um, if you haven't already, reach out to the other guys who are doing the same stuff because actually it might be encouraging to know that that their numbers are slightly lower or they're actually in the same boat. Whenever I suddenly realised that Belfast that that we were like we were in the same boat as everybody else in this pandemic, oh my goodness, the relief was unbelievable. So yeah, share stories and connect with other people in your situation and just have honest conversations with your boss um, because actually they're probably feeling the same thing too. They're probably feeling the the stuff that you're feeling too. Uh, it's so, so important. I think the, the better connected you are, um, just, just it's so beneficial for so many reasons, which is why we're saying, if you don't feel connected, then we would love you to email us at hello at dreamingimpossible.org so that we can help connect you because um, the honest truth is that the, the national picture, as far as we can see, both within our movement and, and outside of it, Zeke and I are quite well connected with lots of other national youth directors as well, is that this is a really, really hard time for young people and that many youth groups have seen um, a drop off in, in, in relation to numbers and are really struggling to connect with the young people. There's young people they haven't seen in months and months and months. And so whilst that's not necessarily something we'd be like, oh yeah, that's brilliant. It does help you take heart as a youth leader if you're doing absolutely everything you can do, but still experiencing the same problem. So to stay connected. I remember once um, John uh, and Debbie, that they, they obviously lead our church in Nottingham. And um, I remember once I was really stressed about something uh, to do with young people. And I was like, oh, I just don't know how it's going to go and it's going to flop. And I remember I remember him saying, John saying to me, Susie, who's in charge? And I was like, well, me. And he was like, no, you're not in charge. You're the co-pilot. Like God's, God's in charge. And, and I think just, just remembering that, you know, remembering that, that we, yes, of course, it's our responsibility to steward our talents and our gifts and our energies really, really well. But he ultimately is in charge. And there's a real um, uh, strength and a comfort and, and, a, and a peace that comes when we, when we remember that. Um, Aaron, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I was just going to say um, for us, it's um, I've never been. Of, of course, we want to see young people come to know Jesus, but I've never been about numbers necessarily in in our youth ministry. It's always been about, um, you know, the quality of what we're trying to do, the, the disciples that we're trying to create. And actually, you know, we're trying to create disciples who create disciples. And so, you know, if we don't see some young people around, we, we try and get other young people to say, hey, why don't you connect with? x y or z person we haven't seen them and then i think the other thing is you know we're all feeling the effect of young people not connecting in for sure um but being consistent in our communication with them like if like I, i'm responsible all of our youth leaders have a certain number of young people that they try and connect with pastorally one-to-one -one every couple of weeks i've texted some of the young people multiple times over the last few months and never heard anything from them you get the two ticks on whatsapp or whatever but <laughs> you, you, so you know they've seen it but they never respond. You tick, don't they? yeah yeah you tick to me. yeah yeah but i know that the consistency like they're, they're you know they're show you've shown them consistency you've shown them that you still love them you still care for them you're still praying for them whether they respond to you or not it doesn't for me it doesn't matter it's like I'm, I'm going to show you that I'm going to stand with you through the whole of this. And even if I get no text back, that's okay. Cause I know that you've read it and I know that you still see that I'm, I'm still, you know, want to be involved in part of your life. So at some point, maybe they'll come back because they just hate zoom, but, but, uh, but maybe, you know, I, I one more encouraging story just to share. I went, um, I was like, I, 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 there's a young person that I particularly like discipling. He's about to go off to university and I'm like, I, I need to see him. I want to see him. I want to see how he's doing. So I connected with his parents. I know them really well. They're in my small group and said, would you be up for letting me go for a, a litter pick with him in the local park just so I can connect with him and see how he's doing in, in, in person? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we we would love that. So I, I'd also think creatively about maybe how you can connect with young people. Obviously, with, with all the restrictions going on, we don't want to kind of break the law or anything, but also connect with the parents and see if there's anything. Hey, how can I enter, you know, young jimmy's world or whatever and, and see if there's anything through that that means as well 
Aaron, there's some gold in there for sure. I love that thing about just being consistent with, and it's almost just, um, what's the word, like resilient, just resiliently connecting over and over again. It's brilliant. Lara, this is a final question it's coming to you, my friend. Um, you, you're connecting with young people um, at the moment. Like, what are some of the things that you've been doing creatively that have really been working with connecting with young people right now? Mm -hmm. um, so I, this kind of follows on quite well from what Aaron was saying, but at Christmas, me and one of the other leaders, we were trying to connect with some of the young people. We weren't really hearing back like with text messages and things like that. And we were just like, we, we just want to see them and like show them that we still do care. We are still here. So we made like these personalized goodie bags for them with some sweets and with like a little thing with their name on it and wrote like a card for them each and dressed up in a turkey hat and was <laughs> went around to their houses and just knocked on their doors like Ooh! like kazoos and stuff just to see just to show that we care give them something say we miss them and like if they do want to reach out and come to the christmas that we had going on then they could obviously that's right now and i'm not sure how we'll mean that more of them did engage again and it was just i for everyone communication right now is difficult with texting and phone calls and zoom calls like everyone zoomed out but being able to to know that we do still care enough to go to their house was i think something that really touched them um but also being creative with zoom and the different games that you can play so pictionary with the whiteboard feature or like using countdown or lots of apps where you can like link up like with your phone and things like that just to keep keep things interesting and try and replicate as best as possible all the things that we used to do in person but on on zoom love that and ever there's time for some pioneering grit it's now it's now isn't it and um so we're gonna have to wrap it up now because the time's almost come to an end we could carry on talking about youth ministry for you know ages and ages um love the questions love the engagement in the chat but we would love to um, to just finish with 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 praying, if that's cool. Um, so so let's we would love to pray for you for your youth ministries. And um, so Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with us in this weird kind of internet hopping kind of way. That you're with us in every single space right now. And so God, we pray for every youth ministry represented here, every single young person. And God, I thank you that you love them way more than we do that you have a call and a plan for their lives. And Lord, I pray that you would um, help these guys, you would help us as youth leaders, as people who love young people to, to be creative. Help us to, to, to keep going the extra mile. Help us to, um, to, 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 to really um, help young people uh, to develop as leaders. Put, place the ones on our hearts, God, that you would want, you would want to be placed on our hearts. Help us to identify them, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Some of you other guys, just chip in and pray just for a moment before we finish. Hey, Lynn, share your word. Um, yeah, so we were praying beforehand, and um, I just got the word. Um, basically, it I was drawn to Joshua 3, um, which is just before the walls of Jericho fall down. Joshua and the Israelites are about to cross the river Jericho, and God says to them, look, um, walk towards um uh, walk towards the River Jordan and the seas will part, but actually the seas don't part um, uh, until the toes of the priests holding the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant um, hit the water and then it happens. And I just kind of um, felt for some of some of us on this call that actually there um, some of us might have um, some purposes that God has given us, some real mission, um, some things that they um, have burning in their heart that they want to do in youth ministry or beyond, but actually that walking towards it, that it, the fear and doubt and all of that is setting in. And so um, I just uh, want to pray, if that is for you, I, like, um, I just want to pray against anything that will take your focus off walking towards your river river jordan that actually as you walk towards it um that um that you know that just like the ark of the covenant was with the israelites that god's presence is with you um and nothing is going to like stand in your way that actually whenever your toes get wet the seas will open and you will be able to get through um that actually everything that you have been dreaming of everything that god has been placing on your heart in this season just keep walking 
forward and we just pray protection over you holy spirit we just pray protection um over whoever this is for that they just yeah that anything that is standing in the way doubts worries anxiety that it will just leave in your name and actually that they can stand firm knowing your presence is there and knowing your promises are true amen amen Just similarly, I just saw a picture of um, someone on a hike and Jesus was saying to you, you've got to, you've got to stop, you've got to repack your bag. And there was a stubbornness of like, I just want to keep going. I want to get this over with. Um, but the person stopped and actually when they unpacked their bags, they found they were carrying a bunch of rocks and that actually Jesus had the like tent, the energy bars, like everything you need to just put back in that bag. Um, and so, Jesus, we just pray that you would help resource us today. God, we just pray for any weight, any burdens that we're carrying that aren't ours, God. Would you help us to give them to you? And God, we want to receive um, your resources, your energy, your equipping, your peace um, for this next leg of the journey, God. God, we just pray that you will give us everything that we need as we continue on. Amen. 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 Well, we're three we're three minutes over, so praying that that's been for you. And just as we're praying, I'll just remind them the verse that God has given to us at Dreaming the Impossible is Ephesians three twenty. And so I just wanted to read it over us. Uh, now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask and or imagine, according to His power that's in work within within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations and in our youth ministries forever yeah. and ever. Amen. And you know, the reality is nothing's impossible with God. He's the God of the immeasurably more. And so we're praying for that for you guys, praying for that for young people that we'd see that in this season. So guys on the panel, thank you. Zeke, thank you. And um, we'll see you all soon. <laughs>